Hi, and welcome to the Global Travel Planner Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Collins, who, with my expert guests, takes you on a journey to destinations around the globe, providing itinerary ideas, practical tips, and more to help you plan your next travel adventure. Hi, and welcome to episode six of the Global Travel Planning Podcast. In this episode, I talk all things Swiss with Switzerland travel planning expert and fellow podcaster, Carolyn Schonefinger. If you are planning a trip to Switzerland, Carolyn's website and podcast should be your first port of call for travel inspiration, resources, and practical tips. So without further ado, let's hear from Carolyn. Thank you, Tracy. It's a, a great pleasure to be here. Um, it's a bit different being on the other side of the microphone for a change. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. As you said, my name is Carolyn Schonefinger and I'm the founder of a website called holidaystoswitzerland.com and the podcast, Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Yeah, there's plenty of resources there. I'm passionate about traveling to Switzerland and visiting Switzerland and exploring as much of the country as I can. So I'm happy to share all my experiences and tips with, with anyone out there who is also keen to explore the beautiful country of Switzerland. Well, as you know, Caroline, I also love Switzerland uh, because I was lucky enough to live and work there in the early 1990s. Um, and actually, my mum lived there for quite a number of years, too. Um, however, my enjoyment of Switzerland and love of the country is nothing compared with the love that you have for it. So my first question has got to be, when did you first fall in love with Switzerland? Well, it goes back a very long way and I don't want to reveal my age here, but it was way back in the late 80s. I went on a Kentucky tour with my boyfriend, who's now my husband. So it was a long time ago and it was a bit of a whirlwind tour. It was my first trip to Europe. We, well, we were there, I think, six weeks altogether, but part of that we did a two-week Kentucky tour that visited about seven countries. It was just ridiculous, really, but it was such a lot of fun. But one of the places that we visited on the Kentucky tour was Lauterbrunnen, which is in the Jungfrau region of Switzerland. And we had a two-night stop there. But I can vividly remember as the the bus drove into the valley, I was just like blown away with, with the beauty of it. It's yes, yeah, such an amazing place. And even now that I've been back, you know, a dozen or more times and, and spend quite a lot of time there, it, yeah, it never fails to, to touch me. And so I think because of that, that first experience, I was just keen to explore more of Switzerland and, and see what else it has to offer. So it was basically love at first sight then, Carolyn. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so because you've been so many places around Switzerland and seen such a lot, I'd love to know what are your top three favorite places that you always go to, always want to go to when you plan your Swiss itinerary? Well, this is a really difficult question. And if you asked it to me next week, there'd probably be a couple of different answers. <laughs> but one place that will always be number one, of course, is Lauterbrunnen. Um, we, yeah, we just love going back there so much. And it is quite a touristy destination these days. Um, and that's been interesting to watch that sort of change over the years as well. Um, yeah, sure, it, it was 
you know, it was a, a bit of a well-known place when we went, but just each each time we visit, we see, you know, the increase in, in the number of tourists. So, so that's been interesting. But I think the fact that we actually stay there and you can really appreciate it more each day when all the day trippers have, have left, it's just it just becomes so tranquil then and getting out uh, we love to go for a walk in the evening around the village and and by the river and you know there's cows in the in the paddocks and their bells are ringing you've got the sound of the waterfalls it's it's just so beautiful um, another place is um, it's not that far from Lauterbrunn actually it's it's the small town of Spitz uh, which is on Lake Thun um, as much as I love the mountains in Switzerland I also just I love spending time around the lakes and uh Spies is it's on a little bay um in Lake Tune and and as you look at it you know you can see the boats bobbing on the harbour there's a beautiful medieval castle right on the sort of on the edge of the lake um incredible views of the Alps again and yeah it's it's another place that um yeah just I just feel so relaxed and, and so at home when I'm there Probably for number three, oh, it's really difficult. I know, I put you on the spot when I said three. I was like, oh, I know. It. And it, it, when I get asked to the UK, it's like, oh, it's so hard. Yeah. Well, I could say Zermatt, which is mm-hmm. a really unique alpine village with the Matterhorn towering over it. And you can never, yeah, n- never get enough Matterhorn views. Um, Luzerne is such a beautiful city with its medieval chapel bridge and, yeah, so many wonderful sites there. But I actually chose um, Mount Pilatus. And, oh, okay. Um, I've only actually been there once, so that might be a bit of a surprise. Um, but this year when we were in Switzerland in summer, we stayed a night on Mount Pilatus. Um and it was just amazing to to be up there on the mountain to see the sunset and the next morning we got up really early i'm i'm not an early riser i openly admit to that but this day i set my alarm for 5:20 and i got up and climbed up you know to the lookout um area and watched the sunrise over lake lucerne and oh i'll never forget it it was just so incredible um, yeah, definitely one of the the best experiences I've had in Switzerland for sure. Yes, I think uh, I think that would be up there for me as well. I've I've, I've done that a few times because my mum wasn't too far from Lucerne, so mm-hmm. um, we we've done that um, golden round trip around Polaris a couple of times, which is fantastic because you it get is, to do. Yeah. The- the boat and then the cog railway you get to try lots of different things but the views up there are spectacular oh, aren't they? they they are and and there's so much to do as well like n- not so many activities at right at the summit but if you stop on the way at uh, at the intermediate stations there's lots of fun things you can do there's like a a toboggan run and there's zip lines and all all kinds of activities so it's um yeah it's it's a really complete experience you, you get the the views and and the um the thrill i guess of of uh, being up on a mountaintop but you can also do those other activities along the way oh that's uh, that's true so i guess because that that's a place and an experience and the next thing i would kind of was wanting to talk about were, were experiences in switzerland um and I, I'm guessing you're going to be talking about some of the train. Yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> yeah, train, train uh, journeys that you can take in Switzerland because I know there's some amazing 
trips you can't eat. There are mountain excursions are really high up on my um, list of you know the best things to do in Switzerland, and. I've always, um, and, and that's probably one of the reasons why I hadn't been to Mount Pilatus before is because I'm actually scared of heights and so I'm not really a fan of cable cars. So if there was ever a mountain excursion where I could just go up and back on a train, um, I'd do that one. So I had actually put off a lot of the cable car rides for a long time, but then I don't know if it was post-COVID or what, um, but last year when I was there, I just thought, you know what, I'm missing out big time here. I'm just going to have to deal with it. So um, I'm, I'm not, I'm still not comfortable, I, I have to say, on a cable car, but I, I figure for that short amount of time that I'm uncomfortable, the, the rewards I get from, you know, putting myself through it are well worth it. So yeah, I think it pays uh, off. Yeah, absolutely. So there's been some amazing mountain excursions. Um, I love the Schiltorn, uh, which is uh, a mountain which you can access easily from, from Lauterbrunnen. Um, so that's the views from up there are just amazing. Um, and another one on the other side of the Lauterbrunnen Valley actually is Manleken. Um, and last year was the first time that we went up there and, again, just incredible views um, but when it comes to trains there's um, the cogwheel train up to the Jungfrau Jock which is probably one of Switzerland's most famous mountain excursions um, the Gornagrat train which goes from Zermatt uh, up to Gornagrat where you just see the absolute best views of the Matterhorn uh, and there's just so many, like there's there's some that you've never heard of, um, but they're just incredible. And to think, you know, the engineering behind these um, railways and, and cableways oh, is yeah. oh, is uh, incredible. Um, it's spectacular, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. then you know that they were doing this like 18, in the 1800s, it's, it's yeah. crazy. You're like, wow. I um, know. Well, the Gornagrat Railway, I think this year it, um, celebrated its 125th anniversary so wow amazing wow. yeah as well i think that's the thing as well when you're on them you realize how steep they are mm-hmm. it's a bit like wow you've actually been able to put a cog railway up that kind yeah. of gradient and then obviously through bits of the mountain so yeah exactly um, crazy i think my favorite is probably the Benina express that, that's yes. one that I, I love that one yeah it, um, it is but, definitely beautiful yeah but yeah, also, also um lake cruises too like you know there it's that's such a relaxing way to um to get around switzerland and i mean you can do it as a leisure cruise or you can use the cruise to get from point a to point b um and it, it's really nice to be able to see some of the towns and villages from from the water. You get a, a different perspective too, so that's always something that that I enjoy doing. And you can get to see some of the houses as well. That's yeah. my favourite on Lake Lucerne because some of those houses I've seen actually the house I would buy if I ever become a billionaire because um, I'd probably need a few billion to afford to buy it. <laughs> but I have a photo of that house and it's got Pilates in the background, and I'm like, yes, that. So you, that, that's wonderful when you're on the on the lake. You can relax with a drink and enjoy the scenery and and do a little bit of kind of um, retail shopping Absolutely. <laughs> houses. Yeah. One other experience that I really enjoyed, and I I don't think this is high on your list. It's um it's hiking. Uh, um, no, it's definitely not on my list. <laughs> now, when I say hiking, I don't mean like hardcore hiking. I mean just you know a nice 
gentle stroll, may, maybe for a couple of hours, but oftentimes we'll, we'll take a cable car or a train up to a mountain peak and then we might either walk around on some of the trails up there or or even hike part of the way down. So that's something I enjoy being outside in the beautiful nature and yeah, hearing those cowbells and yeah, it's it's so good. It's lovely. And you, you were there over the summer, so you got some fantastic weather as well. So mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering about that in terms of when would you recommend, well, when is your kind of favourite time to go? Or is there a kind of recommended, if, if people are thinking, or oh, I want to visit Switzerland, what would you say would be kind of the best time to think about going? Yeah, well, traditionally for us, we've nearly always visited in summer. I mean, we have been in spring and and in winter. And I think typically for us, the reason that we have tended to go in summer is to escape the winter here in Australia. And also once once you're over there um, during the summer months, you get the longer daylight hours. So that's a real bonus. And as you mentioned, the, the weather is usually pretty good. Uh, everything's operating at full steam and you can spend a lot of time outdoors which I really enjoy but yeah as I mentioned earlier that the past couple of summers um, have been really busy Um, now that could be a combination of you know pent-up demand because of the the pandemic when no people couldn't travel um or it could be because you know Instagram and those sort of social media channels are um, Podcast, yeah, exactly, and and my website, of course. Of course, <laughs> um, yes. yeah. Like people are becoming more aware that Switzerland is such a fantastic destination to visit. So it has been pretty busy um, in some of the, the last, well, this year and last year. One season I have never visited in, which I really want to, is the autumn or, or fall. The autumn would be really good times for people who don't want to have to deal with all the crowds. Um, most things are, you know, operating as normal, that there may be some reduced hours, um, but you're going to still hopefully <laughs> get generally good weather and, uh, yeah, it's going to be far less busy for sure. So what about uh, the winter season, Caroline? Well, yes, I really enjoyed our winter trip a few years ago and we actually have a winter visit planned for next year. Um, so my husband is having a significant birthday. Uh, his birthday yep. is at the end of the year and so he said a few years ago, we're going to go to Europe, we're going to have Christmas over there and our kids are coming, um, our adult kids. So it's, yeah, yeah it, that's going to be fantastic. So um, I don't um, have heaps of experience visiting in winter, but um, I'll be doing plenty of research um, and yeah, planning accordingly for that. Magical time to visit, mm. I have to say, because I, I just love the snow. And uh, because I lived on Lake Geneva, um, on the French side of Lake Geneva, so I explored a lot over the winter months. And my daughter's been over to Switzerland a few times to go ski, and I'm, I don't ski anymore. But just the snow and the magical, the way that the, the, the resorts are decorated, mm-hmm. um, it's just fabulous. It's it's probably, yeah, I mean, I love the summer, but as you say, it is getting really busy. So it's a good time to, to see a lot of Switzerland. But if you want that kind of magical Christmas festive season, I mean, I love the Northern Hemisphere. I do kind of miss that living in yeah. Australia. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to this year being back in the Northern Hemisphere at Christmas. But I couldn't think of anywhere better than being, yeah. oh, no, gorgeous. Mm. Last time we were there in winter, we um, we flew home just before Christmas. So we did right. sort of see some of the Christmas markets and, and you know, the, the decorations. So that was pretty magical. But, yeah, we didn't actually spend Christmas um, Eve or Christmas Day there. So that's something that, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to. Now that'd be really excited. I guess Switzerland is famous for a, a few different foods. Well, I'm going to think of chocolate <laughs> straight off the bat, and obviously Swiss cheese fondue is really good. But mm-hmm. um, obviously there are some wonderful Swiss foods and dishes that you can try when you're in Switzerland. So, do you have any particular favourites? I do. Um, of course, chocolate's up there. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how could it not be? But when it comes to a meal, um, the one I would definitely have to recommend is called Zuri Geschnatzlitz. And this is um, pan-fried veal strips in a creamy mushroom sauce. It's just amazing. Um, it's a t- typical dish of, of Zurich. Um, but you can often find it in other places around the country. And it's usually served with rösti, which is um, a hash, like, like a hash brown. So it's a, a really hearty oh, meal. Better, better, better yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> better than a hash brown. Um, so, yeah, that, that would be my number one pick. If that's on you the menu, what? I'm having it. If we're in Switzerland at any point together, that's what we'll both be having. Okay. That is my number one favorite as well every time i was over there i have a particular restaurant that i really like to go to where mum and stepdad were living but that was the first thing that i would order on the menu because it's delicious it Absolutely is yeah delicious. yeah but yes we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely sit with a glass of wine and and, and enjoy that for sure sounds so, good so um so obviously you the travel planning expert for switzerland so carolyn what are your top tips okay well I thought I would um, mainly focus on ways that people can save money or get the, bo- the the best value from from their dollar because Switzerland is an expensive country um, and a lot of people do get a bit of a shock um, when they get there. Now, it's not too bad at the moment if you're used to US dollars. The, the currency exchange is, is quite similar as we speak, but for people from Australia, for instance, it's quite terrible but having said that there are plenty of ways that you can actually um, yeah, save money so my first tip is to buy a rail pass um, now this obviously depends on how much travel around Switzerland you're planning to do or how many mountain excursions you want to do there are, are different passes for yeah different areas and and different situations but once you've got the rail pass it basically acts like a hop on hop off ticket for public transport and um, offers discounts or free travel on mountain railways Uh, some passes include free entry to museums and castles so because you've purchased that in advance you've got that major expense out of the way um, even though yeah, it's still a significant investment. You've it doesn't feel like you're dipping into your pocket all the time because um you've you've bought that in advance, and you've got a resource to help people as well choose the 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 right pass for them, haven't you? That's right. Yes, we've got like an online uh, calculator um, that people can input their well, actually just choose from a drop down menu the trips that they want to do, and and the calculator. Um, works out for you which is the which is the best pass for your itinerary 
Perfect. So we'll link to that in the show notes as well, Caroline. Okay. Thank so, you. Yeah. Uh, next tip is to take a reusable drink bottle with you or purchase a nice Swiss drink bottle when, yeah. when you get there. Switzerland is famous for its free drinking fountains and the water is just amazing. In fact, there's 1,200 fountains in, in Zurich alone. And so if you've got this drink bottle with you, you never need to buy water. You just go and, and fill up at any of these fountains as you need to. So that can save quite a bit of money. And it's also better for the environment, of course. And then buying picnic food from the supermarket is a great idea. If you're going out sightseeing for the day, you can stop um, first in at the supermarket they there's a great selection of uh, pre-packed salads or sandwiches um, or you can just buy a few little pieces and, and and make your own take your own picnic with you so that that can save quite a bit of money as opposed to eating at a restaurant for each meal and after 5 p.m the supermarkets usually reduce the price of a lot of the food um, so that's a, a great time to go and get an even better bargain whether that's for you know dinner that night or or to grab some items for the next day as well uh, still on the topic of food look for self-catering accommodation uh, because as we all know, that can save you a lot of money if you're happy to prepare your own meals. It is very expensive eating out in Switzerland all the time, and having the <laughs> having the ability to 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 make your own meals yeah, can can definitely save you a, a lot of money. Another thing that you should consider um, if you're conscious of your budget is staying a little bit outside the the hot spot or or the you know the main destination so for instance if you're visiting Zermatt um, you might find accommodation at the next village below Zermatt called Tash um, there's a shuttle train that runs very frequently between the two so it's not like you're a, you're a long way from the action but the um accommodation prices might might be considerably less so um, just because you want to go and see Zermatt um, don't think that you have to stay right in Zermatt itself Um, if you can find something cheaper that's suitable and it's only a you know a 10 minute train ride away that that's a great option yeah and my last tip um, is if you're doing a mountain excursion um, let's say for whatever reason you have you don't have a rail pass um, and you need to buy tickets for the trip itself um, up to the mountain consider buying a one-way ticket and hiking back down um, or the other way around if you're more adventurous um, so you can um, you certainly don't have to buy a round-trip ticket you can buy a one-way if you like um, if you're prepared to um, put in a, a bit of an effort and um and walk back down. So that's not me, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to buy the round trip ticket, Tracy. <laughs> yeah, notoriously bad. Notoriously bad. I'm not. No, no. I, uh, but yeah, it's great, great tips, great tips. Because as we know, Switzerland is not. A, it's not a um, wallet friendly destination by any means. It is a. You really have to think about your budget when you're going to Switzerland, so that you know. Yeah, because it is pretty pricey, for sure. Absolutely. So, 
So I'm going to ask kind of a one last question. If somebody's visiting Switzerland for the first time, what would be, and again, I know I'm putting you on the spot for this one, but what would be the one experience or one destination that you would suggest that they include in their itinerary? Can I, can I give two? You can. Make us a friend. Thank you. Okay, so firstly, um, one thing that I really encourage people to do is to include a visit to a lesser-known town or, or village in their itinerary. Um, of course, you're going to want to be going to those famous places, the, the tourist hotspots. Um, that's that's totally understandable. But try and <clears throat> excuse me, try and include a visit to somewhere that's a little off the beaten trail. Um, and there's look, there's so many villages that are you know within 15, 20 minutes from from the major cities, and they're so easy to get there. You may find yourself like I did at, at, in one particular village. Um, my husband and I were the only two people walking around the, the village streets and it was just magical, you know. It, it was um, picture perfect, um, just like off a postcard, this village, and we were only, yeah, 15 minutes from, from the, the next major, major town. So yeah. try and do that. You don't have to miss all those um, bucket list places. Um, you can combine, the, combine both. Uh, and secondly, of course, you want to make sure that you take one of the magical train rides in Switzerland. Um, the panoramic trains, like you mentioned before, the Benina Express, that's, the scenery is just incredible. But even some of the, um, the, the more regional train lines, um, you, you'd be amazed at, at the scenery that you get just looking out the window, uh, even when you're traveling from, from one city to another. So make sure you, yeah, hop on board and, and take a train ride in Switzerland. So, Carolyn, uh, before we end and before I say thank you, because I will in a second, I just want you to share again your name of your podcast and your website. I will be linking to them in the show notes, but just tell everybody what they're called. Okay. Thanks, Tracy. Uh, the podcast is the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast, and it's on Apple and Spotify and wherever you find your podcasts and uh, wherever you listen to global travel planning podcast, of course. Uh, and the website is holidaystoswitzerland.com. Oh, perfect. Thanks, Caroline. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. I know it's weird when you're on the other side of it <laughs> and being interviewed, isn't it? It certainly so it, is. <laughs> but it's great. And thanks so much for sharing all your um, experience, knowledge, love of Switzerland, um, and uh, obviously all the access to all your different fantastic resources that you have available. Thanks, Tracy. It's been great to chat to you. And I um, yeah, hope I've inspired a few of your listeners to to visit Switzerland. Thank you, Caroline, for sharing your love of Switzerland with us this episode. Links to Caroline's podcast, website, Swiss Train Pass Calculator and Facebook group can be found in this week's show notes at tracystravelsintime.com forward slash episode six. That just leaves me to say until next episode, happy global travel planning.